Hello and welcome to Espacio 414 Milwaukee. I'm your host, Angelica Rocha. And we are listening to, right now it's a really big hit, thanks to TikTok, but if your parents raise you right, you would know this band. <laughs> it's Dreams. Yeah, it's Dreams by Fleetwood Mac. And I have my beautiful, wonderful, amazing best friend, Nayeli Theo here as my co-host. Say hello, Nayeli. Hello. Hello, everybody. <laughs> I am here. <laughs> yeah. Helping Angelica on her podcast. Yep. So today, <laughs> Thank you. So in a little bit after this, one of my favorite songs, Dreams, um, we are going to just be talking. It's Hispanic Heritage Month and what that involves. And then a little bit of our own background. We are both Mexican-American. And also, since it is October and Halloween, last week I talked about some of my favorite Halloween movies. I'm going to go ahead and ask Nayeli some of hers and then mention other Halloween movies uh, and horror movies that I didn't get to mention last week. We'll see y'all shortly. Stay tuned. Bye. Alrighty, we are back from again one of my favorite Fleetwood Mac songs, Dreams. Is that one of your favorite songs too, Nile? Yes, love it. Hippie bias. Were you a fan before or after the the famous TikTok video? No, always before. So it's kind of cool that this blew up and it is what it is now. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. And that guy, um, that guy that was skating to the song on TikTok, he actually has like gotten so much money and based off of donations from people just being fans of him from TikTok. And so that's awesome too. Like he mentioned, he was able to pay his bills with it. So and Ocean Spray is now sponsoring him. (laughs) Yeah, everybody's buying. Yeah, and I'm pretty (laughs) sure I'm pretty sure he's um, Latino. I think he's Mexican. I can't I can't verify that. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to Ocean Spray. (laughs) Yeah. Shout out to Dogface and Ocean Spray representing our people. Perfect. (laughs) Yeah. Alrighty, so before the break, as I mentioned, it's Hispanic Heritage Month, and so personally, Nayeli, I've never really liked the name Hispanic Heritage Month. I've I understand that it was probably created because of the alliteration <laughs> in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, what are your thoughts on the name? Well, I think a lot of people don't identify because not a lot of us, you know, or some of us are not from. Spain, we have no relation to anybody in Spain. We That might have been our ancestors or, you know, back in the day when everything happened. But personally, I don't feel like it connects with my roots and anything that I am today. So I don't have a relationship to a Hispanic heritage. I'm more of a Latino or Latina kind of definition. Um, I'm, I'm happy there is a month, you know, representing us because we need that. We need to have that inclusion, but... 
Also, it needs to be stated that, you know, Hispanic, Hispanic heritage could mean a lot of different things to a lot of people. And I think that's where a lot of people get confused and are like, well, I don't identify with it. Yeah, totally. And I, I completely mm-hmm. agree with that because since uh, Hispanic heritage, some people may think, oh, it's only it applies to just Spanish-speaking countries. And that mm-hmm. obviously does include Spain. And um, for most people that don't know about a lot of Latino countries' history, Spain uh, was a country that went into these other countries and basically committed colonization and a genocide to those people in those countries, taking away those people's traditions and values and having them apply to apply it to their own. And a lot of them, unfortunately, did that through uh, Catholicism, which is even a bigger bummer. But yeah, so Hispanic Heritage Month for that. Uh, with the name, I feel it's not acknowledging like what happened uh, that Spain did. Mm-hmm. It just is kind of kind of hiding it and or like surpassing it and just bringing all and saying oh everyone should be together because they're spanish speaking or really we shouldn't yeah and i agree and totally if, and if you think about it if we're really celebrating heritage uh think about all the cubans of you know puerto ricans all of the south americans people who are here in this country who actually built america and are actually have roots in america it's not like they came from Spain or they have some influence from Spain. I don't ever think I hardly come across like a Spanish restaurant or, you know, anything like that on yeah, the South absolutely. Side. It's more Puerto Rican and Cuban and Colombian or Mexican. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like the roots are, yeah, you're, we're still bringing up the past that we were colonized and, you know, our lover, a lot of our last names are Spanish and we speak Spanish because, you know, that's where the language came from. But we are much more than that we have our own roots we have our own you know dialects our own foods it's just like we should celebrate that more within depth absolutely yeah because also too like when you when it comes to food or our our, um within our culture our own traditions it's completely different so with that i really hope one day that the hispanic heritage month has changed to latino or latinx heritage month since that since that doesn't include uh, Spain, it mainly includes all the other countries that mm-hmm. are Spanish speaking mm-hmm. on their own. I agree. I totally agree. Let's push for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need a, our lawyer friends or lawyer listeners help us out. Yeah. <laughs> Ellen, <laughs> Ellen's a generous. <laughs> How do we get this straight? Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, with it being, we'll call it now, uh, Latino Heritage Month. So, I'm Mexican American. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was born uh, born here in Wisconsin. My father's from Leon, Guanajuato, which is like one of the middle states in Mexico. And then my mother, <clears throat> my mother uh, is, I believe, fourth or fifth generation Mexican, which really goes far back. And a lot of people would be like, how are, <laughs> how do you, some people, unfortunately, some people would think like, oh, is she really Mexican? And of course mm-hmm. she is because her parents were Mexican. They were, but they were just, um, than their parents, my grandparents. Uh, yeah. But they actually, I believe it goes all the way back to when Texas was still a part of Mexico, which yeah. if you think of it, it wasn't that far ago. It was like the late 1800s. Um, yeah, so that's my background with it. And growing up, it was weird for me uh, being Mexican-American because I obviously, I knew I looked uh, Mexican. I identified as that, but still the way I talked to others, they 
would ask me if I was white, which was, you know, just because I feel I talked a certain way, which shouldn't be a thing. So what, growing up, how was it for you? Because I know that you came uh, to here in Wisconsin a few years later. Right. So I was actually born in Morelia, Michoacan. Um, I'm full-blooded Mexican. My parents are, I would say, first-generation Americans. We actually obtained our citizenship in 2019. Um, it was it was a shock for for me, culture-wise and language-wise. I think a little bit from the the kids or the people who are born here and who grew up with, you know, raised in in the states, and their parents are American and their grandparents are American. I think it's just a little harder for us who come here with nothing with no you know there's not like a guy there's nobody here before you who can tell mm -hmm. you do this or don't do that or you know so it was a challenge in, in elementary school growing up and only you know coming here at six years old and only speaking Spanish and kind of just throwing yourself to all the kids who spoke English and Spanish and you know for me it took me a while to lose my accent it took me a while to adjust to American culture yeah, with that, did you come in here just speaking Spanish in school? Did yeah. you, like, face any discrimination from your classmates when you were younger? Or even the teachers? Yeah, it was more, you know what, the teachers. They were, they were harsh on kids who are coming from other countries. The kids, you know, are going to be kids. They're going to talk to you. They're going to make fun of you, whatever. It's part of growing up. But it was more like the adults acting like kids. I remember having a middle school teacher, and this is me just, you know, being a 12 13 year old knowing things remembering things and she's saying wow uh, your accent is so thick like how are you gonna get by in life and I'm like what does that have to do you know kind of like yeah with, I'm saying with that how, to a kid how yeah, demeaning like come on you're an educator like I expect much more of you and I saw her a couple years later and my accent was completely gone and she's like that's the first thing she highlighted she's like wow your accent is gone and I was like whatever like you know I'm doing great and this is it's just something that stuck with me at all yeah. the time and that's like you know kind of racist i don't know and she was latina too yeah. but she was you know i don't i just some people just forget their roots and are ignorant and whatever i was just, i've brushed it off it it, it impacted me because i remember it till this day but it was never a factor in my life to say hey i'm not going to continue i'm not going to become better i'm going to keep practicing my spanish i'm a you know i i thankfully because i know both languages i have so much opportunity now um, even with our fellow speaking Spanish people, I can help them out a ton. But it was different. It was difficult. But I am thankful that I got to experience that and that I was in a lot of bilingual schools. Fratney Elementary School, Lincoln Center of the Arts, they both had dual language uh, programs. Yeah, and I wish, honestly, like my parents gave yeah. me the opportunity when I was younger because even though my parents are both Spanish-speaking, as you know, because you've of met course. my mother, even though my mother is so well and I've seen her so many times, um, like I wish that I went to Spanish-speaking immersion when I was younger, something that it was more enforced to me because I still struggle with the translation between Spanish and English and thinking of Spanish words as fast. Right. And that's how it, you know, sometimes I get lost. Like you said, your parents are fourth generation Mexican-Americans. My parents are first. So for us, it's a little different because they come with the language and they are like, it's, at home is only Spanish. Whereas with you, it was already English and Spanish. So you've stuck more, more with your English side. You know, a lot of culture stuff gets lost just because you've been here for so long and, and, you know, that kind of embodies you now. But I think you're doing great. I think we practice it a ton yes. when we can. Um, and you understand your heritage and, you know, you're close to your Mexican side as, as close as you are to your, your American side. 
So there's always space for growing. There's always space for learning. Even if you are not a kid and you're a grown-up, you can still learn another language. Like that's just something that you will always be available to do because you have the capability to do so. Yeah. And you've known me also since uh, ninth grade. And I think how comfortable I was speaking Spanish then versus now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely has grown. Changed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Totally. Actually, before we get, we take a break and get into like some of our favorite Halloween movies. Are there any favorite? spanish-speaking shows or um movies of yours because i do have some sure um well i can say that right now um netflix i'm gonna just shout that out they've been including a ton of like soap operas in oh, spanish yeah. a ton of shows and a ton of movies um recently the f- most favorite show i think i've had like the one that stuck with me just because it resonated with a lot of my upbringings was Jane the Virgin. <laughs> I think I've told you this before, but it's in English and it's in Spanish. So they have a lot of reference back to, you know, the telenovelas and growing up with your abuelita and Catholicism and all of this. Uh-huh, um, and there's tons of really good um Latino actresses and actors in there. So that show, I mean, I watched it all. I was like stuck on it just because a lot of, you know, the emotions and a lot of the just family stuff that she goes through. I'm like, oh my God, like that is so Mexican American. Like that Mm -hmm. is sort of like what a lot of people go through. Um, And it just shows you kind of like, okay, there could be drama and there could be love and there could be a happy ending. And it's just it's just a good way to pass time and to learn other stuff that you probably don't know about Latino culture. So that and there's a couple other good movies. Netflix has been I'm kind of proud of this that Netflix has been including a lot of Spanish speaking shows. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, and a lot of novelas and and Ruby. Ruby is a a classic. Yeah, Ruby (laughs) is one of those for the listeners. Ruby is about this pretty evil but most beautiful woman, and it just tracks her manipulating people into relationships and out of relationships. And uh, girl struggling. Yeah, she's struggling. (laughs) And she wants to live this fantasy life where she's a rich, beautiful girl and. I don't we all though. Yeah, I know totally. Yeah. And she kind of, you just gotta watch it because it's just like so much drama and suspense, and you. Just, yeah, so that's hell? another good one. I know another Netflix movie that actually had won an Oscar was Roma. Remember? Yeah, Roma was about actually an indigenous Mexican woman that was a housekeeper for a family, and it just shows like the struggles within. A family's relationship and also how important those uh, housekeepers are or yeah. like helpers of a house is to the to the children to of the, the family kids. way more than that they think yeah just like all kind of like all the stuff they they don't talk about mm-hmm. the the reality of you know being a poor woman in a rich home and and just seeing what you have to see and shutting up about things that you shouldn't be seeing so yeah definitely definitely look at you know there's a lot of racism within our culture yeah. even within our culture yeah. so i would say that's a good movie to kind of just see i feel like that movie could even apply to things here too you know sure. like open open up your netflix yeah. and take a look at the international <laughs> yes. movies queue um and another one it. it's not on netflix but another one that reminds me so much of my family and up for me upbringing it's with jennifer lopez mi familia mm-hmm. um that it also talks about a couple that was that was from mexico i believe and then they went to it was la correct I think so. Yeah, yeah, and they went to LA and they bring up their family. And through that, you see how connected their older kids are to their roots versus the mm-hmm. younger child who 
really loses their sense of speaking Spanish um, and the sense of their culture. And it really isn't like it, yeah. like every family. It's not intended. It just happens with the with the more years we spend here and like mm-hmm. if there's a lack of connection of going back. And, Correct. Yeah, yeah. And doing stuff. So that's another one. I'm sure it's on Amazon Prime or somewhere. Mm-hmm. Somewhere. They're all over now. <laughs> so next, we're going to be playing some more Fleetwood Mac music. And then when we come back, we're going to be mentioning our favorite Halloween movies. So stay tuned. Alrighty, we are back. That is Gypsy. I yeah. love Stevie Nicks so much. <laughs> and that's also a song me and Nayeli sing all the time, Gypsy, when we're out doing karaoke. <laughs> inside her yes. house, inside the house or outside. <laughs> yes, we can do that. Yeah. All day long. So now for our, some of our favorite horror films. Four of them are actually playing at the Marcus Cinema Theaters right now, mm-hmm. and they're only playing for $1.06 each. And they're totally taking um, COVID precautions, and yeah. so, like, why not go see a movie? All right, Nylee, what were the two that you were going to mention? So I prefer, or my, my <clears throat> choice of movies for the Halloween seasons are Coco, mm-hmm. and then I also like uh, Hocus Pocus. Right. I think. And what's Coco about, like, and Hocus Pocus for those who may not have seen it? So if you haven't seen it, you need to jump on the train. It <laughs> yeah, is 2020. Do- the dollar oh six train. <laughs> <laughs> or Disney Plus. Yeah. Uh, they got them. So 
Coco, it's about, you know, going back to Latino culture. Um, it's about a young boy. It is actually based off, you know, true story, Pascuaro, Michoacan. So as I said, I'm from Morelia, Michoacan. There is a small town called Pascuaro, and they do like the Day of the Dead celebration. It's a big, big thing down there. So if you're into Day of the Dead, if you want to experience some really <coughs> awesome, like, you know, cemeteries are, are lit up. Uh, there's tons of food. There's tons of drinks. Uh, just a beautiful, like, little town that you can go to and celebrate, you know, the dead. So uh, Coco is about a family, you know, a young kid who um, is kind kind of struggling to find his his family, his aunts, I guess. His, his grand- own identity. Yeah, his own identity yeah. through his grandparents. Um, he's in love with music. Music plays a big part of this movie. Um, so then he has a guitar that he thinks it belongs to, like, some we would call him like a Pedro Infante of the day, you know, uh-huh. like just this guy who's a bi- big icon, yeah. just somebody who's very um, out there in the music and who passed away. And he, they're kind of celebrating him and, you know, other people that that's what you do. You put an altar up. So basically your offerings, you know, to say, hey, cross a bridge, you know, you're welcome into our home for the day of the death. We're celebrating you, even though you have moved on to a better life. Or to another life, we are going to celebrate you with some offerings. Yeah, and that kind of, for people who haven't heard of Day of the Dead, some people are like, ah, you know, oh my gosh, uh, uh, the call, it has no connection with the call. If anything, it's like, if anything, it's, uh, it can relate to the Christian life and how, you know, we all believe that we're going to be accepted into heaven. And if we believe that there is a Holy Spirit that still comes, then why not? angels or um even jesus and god filling us with their spirit so that could connect to the day of the dead and like having those beautiful angels and spirits and loved ones coming back and us connecting with them or feeling their presence and them seeing that we appreciate them yeah and just letting them know they're not forgotten i think it's one of the big things you know after somebody passes you basically don't visit them you don't think of them but this is a way of remembering them and having some closure you know to to a, a significant holiday so either way, this kid embarks on this journey to find, you know, um, information about his grandparents. So he crosses the bridge or he does something he's not supposed to. And he ends up going to like the city where the, the spirit world. Yeah. In the spirit world, he kind of crosses some bridges and breaks some rules he's not supposed to. Anyways, a lot of a lot goes into detail. We can talk about this in a different podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, a scene-by-scene version of Coco. <laughs> yes, we will. But it's a beautiful, beautiful movie. Watch it with your kids. Um, it's or alone or your well, whoever. It, it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, I honestly, I went to see that with my nieces and my friend and her nieces in the theaters, but then I watched Coco by myself like six times. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. It's a totally movie for yourself. Yeah, so check too. that out. Either, as Nayeli mentioned, on Disney Plus or um, at the Marcus Theaters. And then the other one that's playing at Marcus and Disney Plus that's some of, one of Nightly's favorites is Hocus Pocus. It's a freaking original. If you guys don't know it, uh, like I said, you guys need to get on this. the Sanderson sisters. That's all they need to know. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And all the shenanigans that goes on with them. But it's uh, very entertaining. And what's the <clears throat> other one for you? I actually had a treat myself Sunday. Like yes. last Sunday, I went to see The Exorcist by myself. And I, oh. as you know, I've never watched The Exorcist alone. Yeah. Or could never finish it. And this time, I was just like, oh, you know, I really want to go see a movie. Let's see what's playing. I get there and The Exorcist, with unseen version, was only a, a dollar. And I was like, what? Hell, heck yeah, I'm going to see this. Sorry, I got excited. Heck yeah, I'm going to see it. And actually, it was pretty good. It wasn't as terrorizing as I remembered from when I was a child, you know? Yeah, for um, sure. 
but I enjoyed it. And then the other one that's uh, playing at Marcus is Beetlejuice. And for fans of uh, Winona Ryder, who is also the mom and stranger thing, she's in there when she's younger. And Beetlejuice is about Winona's character and her family, her crazy family. Her mom's really extravagant. They move into this new house and they didn't know that um, a couple had died in that house. And that couple's spirits would still go back to that house because they never wanted to leave it they weren't really ready to move on and during this time Winona sees them but no one else in her family does and during this time Winona also finds uh the name Beetlejuice and she says it she says it three times which is something that shouldn't have happened but she does and then all this just crazy stuff starts going on between her and these spirits and the house uh so yeah definitely check it out that also is on is that on Disney Plus do you know no I don't know those are I don't think okay. so. Okay. Uh, yeah, Amazon Prime, I'm sure. Or again, like I said, Marcus. <laughs> Marcus Cinema. Marcus Check. Theater, sponsor yeah. us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, uh, oh. No, but yeah, good movies all around. I would say that some of them are movies for families. I don't think The Exorcist is for your no. six-year-old. But, but yeah, the other, the one other are, ones are awesome freaking movies. I hate scary movies. Angelica knows this. Yeah. Angelica actually takes me to the theaters and tells me we're going to go watch, I don't know, some chick flick and we end up watching a terrorizing movie movie i convinced you at last minute i bribe you last minute yeah (laughs) with a long island and (laughs) some popcorn (laughs) yes and then the last movie i wanted to mention um which i've also forced you to watch was the conjuring oh my the conjuring to me i've seen that so many times yeah it was on netflix now it's on hbo max so if you don't have uh, either of those, I know HBO Max is doing like a trial and I've let you borrow my account and you yeah, become obsessed sure. with HBO Max. There's so much So check there. it out. <laughs> yeah. So and The Conjuring is also about a family. They move into a home and they didn't know that uh, there was an evil spirit that lived there and a lot of weird stuff starts happening to the kids and mainly the mom. And it's actually based on a true st- story. Lorraine and Ed Warren, they were actually the only people to ever be associated with the catholic church to, to perform yeah. exorcisms outside the church it's based on a true story it's super creepy really well done within the cinematography the editing and just how evil and gruesome the spirit is for that yeah. film yes so the those are our five favorite halloween movies is check there anything else you want yeah is there anything else Nelly, you think they should check out or <laughs> no i think uh, they'll have a fun time with those five movies and awesome yeah i think so too Alrighty, well, that right wraps up our session for today. I hope y'all enjoy. Perfect weather to watch a movie, I honestly think. Yeah. Or do your research on Hispanic heritage or what I hope it one day will be changed to Latino heritage. Month. Month. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. See y'all later Bye. and enjoy this one last Fleetwood Mac song. <laughs>